Spring? Is that you? Warmer temps mean new Allbirds styles. Meet the Super Light Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. These must-have travel shoes have a lighter-than-air feel and barely-there fit that made them the most packable shoes ever. That means more comfort and less baggage. Try the Super Light Tree Runner with a cushy foam midsole and breathable eucalyptus fiber upper. Plus, they're comfy right out of the box. So what can you do in a Super Light shoe? What can't you do is the better question. And because they're super packable, the real question is, where are you taking them? Experience how Allbirds redefines comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com. Code SUPER24. Hey, everybody. Good morning. Thank you so much for joining me on this edition of Down to Earth. It's the show in which we talk about the issues that matter. And it seems to me that there, I don't have to do much to find material to talk about. It seems to me that People just want to provide me with stuff to talk about. I mean, today on our show, we're going to examine the conundrum of yet another conservative Christian pastor. This time, this gentleman is located right here in Kalamazoo, Michigan. So quite a ways from from where we are here. Uh, But still, the very fact that as we examined yesterday, that what does it mean to be a conservative Christian? Why is it that it seems that men just behave badly, whether they're Christian or not, or whether they are, they're caught up, they're married or not? It just seems as if the more power they have, it's the more they feel inclined to do whatever they want to do. I don't know. That's what we're going to examine today. So this time, the story surrounds a reverend, I'm going to hope I say his name, reverend, the Reverend Strickjavar Strick Strickland. I want to make sure I pronounce his name correctly. The Reverend Strickjavar Strick is the common name for him of Kalamazoo Second Baptist Church has been charged with 11 felonies connected to alleged incidents spanning from August 1, 2015 to August 31st, 2018, according to a probable cause affidavit filed last week in the Kalamazoo County District Court. The Reverend is accused of sexually assaulting four male victims between the ages of 15 and 17 and paying said boys to have sex with his wife while he watched. I don't know about you, but I find that reprehensible. It, it, it just seems, I'm wondering why did you get married in the first place? I'm wondering why do you, how dare you, and how do you feel about standing in front of people telling people how to live, while as soon as you leave, you go drop your pants with young boys. I just want to know. Reverend uh, Strickjavar, Reverend Strick Strickland, denies the allegation. He says he was set up. He says he has said that he had nothing to do with these. We know that people always deny when these things come out. But the young men in question were minors when it happened. The dates are from August 15 to 2018. The youngest is 15, so they were minors. So he's accused of child sex trafficking and solicitation of minors. Those are felonies that carry serious jail time. When the probe first began, he denied the allegations. But now that they have investigated further, they find that the Reverend Strick used to do this with his ex-wife as well. from Mississippi. When he lived in Mississippi, he did this. So he has a pattern, clearly. And now he's doing it to his current wife, with doing it with his current wife. 
So you got to ask yourself, you know, what complicity does this have? I mean, when I read it, it was very sordid. So, you know, it includes all kinds of salacious details about how these encounters happened. Both the Reverend Strick and his wife worked for Phoenix High School. So they had access to children. Do you see what I'm talking about? So they used the power of their position to access children. They, they, the affidavit goes on to state that the Reverend Strick, would you believe it, likes to watch as his wife performed oral sex on these young men. He actually paid them $100. Are you all hearing this? He paid them $100 to watch one of them have sex with his wife. Then he himself was touching up one young man and had oral sex on the young man and then gave the young man his car to drive. So you can imagine people are wondering why this young boy is driving the pastor's car. Whenever you see stuff like that, you don't need to ask. There's something going on behind the scenes, people. Wake up and stop putting all your trust in these people thinking that they're going to change or they're living better than you. And because they have a title as pastor or reverend or they're in an exalted, they're in a position, they don't have any moral compass. They are not higher than you. They're not better than you. They're just people. And as the Bible says, we all need God. We have all sinned. They sin just as well. Perhaps they than yours. So many people have been accused and so many people have felt beaten by pastors who preach fire. And when they step out of the pulpit, they drop their pants in front of anybody. And people walk away thinking, oh, my God, I had sex last night, so I'm such a sinner. Oh, my God, I went and had sex with my baby daddy. At least he was an adult. This dude was having sex with children and paying them to have sex with his wife while he watched. If that is not reprehensible, I don't know what else is. And he had the nerve. He was president of the Kalamazoo chapter of the NWACP. That is as reprehensible as it gets. He's 37. I'm glad they got him early. I'm glad he will be taken off the streets really early. Having sex with children is reprehensible. You could have, dude, you could have just walked down the street, get any man in the congregation to go have sex with your wife. You probably didn't even have to pay them. It is unbelievable how these people conduct themselves. It is unbelievable the, the deviousness and the diversion in can, can consenting adults just have sex, please? Why do you have to involve children? And why do you have to take a position where yesterday we found out with Jerry Falwell that he felt like sex should only, should only happen between people who are natural-born men and natural-born women married to each other. So he becomes the law and order and the judge of who should have sex. Meanwhile, he was having sex with a pool boy who was also having sex with his wife. This dude here. Is pay, was paying children to have sex with his wife while he watched, while he watched. I, I still want to know, how, how do you all get off on stuff like this, that you are having sex and someone is watching you? Are you all voyeuristic or are you just sexually deviant? What, what the heck is going on? I mean, can you just come forward and just be normal for the love of God? If you know you have these deviances, but you feel like you should be in the public's eye or you feel like you should be a pastor, would you just do yourself and do us a favor? If you can't do yourself a favor, do us a favor and step out the hell away. Just step away. What's the point in coming forward to lead people and to tell people and to instruct people according to religious precedent, but you are living more than a double life? 
this dude actually thought he could get away with it. Maybe, and, and here it is the predatorial part. He preyed on young, vulnerable people who probably were just as economically challenged as they were vulnerable emotionally. And so he preyed on them, taking advantage of their vulnerability and their lack of power. So he felt that they were powerless against his power. He should be tried on that alone. He took advantage of powerless people using his position as youth pastor in the church. Yes, he's used, he used his position as president of the NWACP. And he also used this position as a teacher at the high school. So he used his position of power to command his victims and to capture his victims. In that, he's a sexual predator. It's amazing to me the different forms that sexual predators take. Sexual predators also look at people who are vulnerable and say, well, I'm going to do them a little bit over 18 so they can't say it's illegal. But you still prey on people's vulnerabilities so that you can enjoy your sexual deviant pleasure. If you, you know, you can't just be closeted, just come out of the darn closet and say, look, I have issues, I'm struggling with it, or I haven't come to grips, I haven't discussed it with my family, I haven't even accepted it myself, but I'm having some issues in this area, in the sexual part of my, my being, and I need some help, or I'm just going to come clean and say, I think I like men having sex with, my, with women. I like to watch men having sex with women. Just say that. Was that hard? I just said it for you. I just liberated a bunch of you all. All of a sudden, now a lot of people can come out of the closet and say, you know what? I, I like the same thing. I just liberated you. Now come out of the closet. Why are you hiding? You, if you're going to hide in the closet, you should not point finger at the person who has sex with someone of the same sex. You shouldn't be pointing finger at anybody questioning their sexuality. You shouldn't be pointing any finger at anybody who says, well, I'm bisexual, because you are essentially bisexual. If you're watching an opposite-sex person having sex with your wife, you are bisexual. You're also closeted gay. You probably, that's what bisexual means. That means you also want to have sex with a person who is whom you're watching have sex with your wife. And you'd be surprised in bedrooms across this country how much this stuff happens. I say this all the time. We're very blessed and, blessed and lucky in this country. You don't have to worry about wars and rumors of wars. Well, we don't know with Trump where this is going to go. Because right now Russia is pushing for a war well, because they know the president is not someone who is going to ever take Russia down because Russia helped him win the election. So they're going to push as much as they can. Yes, they attacked U.S. troops in Afghanistan for the second damn time, and the president isn't doing anything about it because Russia, he, Russia has information on him. So if you're waiting for, we're lucky. Because we don't live in a country where there are wars. You, we don't live in a country where everybody is walking the streets and are hungry and there are, you know, uh, robocops or whatever you call them, render cops, walking the streets with guns, controlling how much food you have or controlling how much food you can buy or so on. So people are free. And wherever people find themselves economically liberated, guess what they do? They turn to all forms of deviant pleasure. That is not to say it doesn't exist in other societies, but there is less wealth available to everybody, so they're not as predisposed to paying for it. This dude was handing out hundreds like he was the, he was the mint. Didn't he act like Fort Knox? Yeah, he acted like Fort Knox. He was so involved 
and invested in wanting his sexual pleasure, that he was handing out hundreds, as my daughter would say, hundreds. <laughs> he was handing out, you know, the bad boys, Benjamin Franklin's, like it was nothing. Because he had the means and the disposal. Do you see where I'm coming from? Perhaps we need to look at this in a different way, which just turns the scope a little bit. Because now we really need to question people in authority. We need to really say, come clean. If you're going to tell me what to do and tell me how to live, let me show me your lifestyle. Show me what you do on a daily basis. It's one of the reasons why when I myself, I'm, I'm in, in full transparency here, I am an ordained Christian minister of the Christian faith. When I decided that it was time for me to accept that ordination, I told myself there were certain ways that I couldn't live. You got to understand that I was not reckless. I didn't live a lascivious life either. I just told myself that if you're going to do this, you're going to have to live publicly the way you live privately. So whatever I do in private, I have to do it publicly. So there were certain things I told myself I couldn't do. I don't run from pillar to pose. I don't run from man to one. If I'm with someone, that means I think that that person is likely someone I'm going to have a permanent relationship with. Until they show their face, then ta-ta, we're not hanging out. This is, I don't do the hangout stuff. I don't do the hookup stuff. I don't smoke weed. I don't smoke any kind of substance. I don't drink. You, you understand what I'm saying? And I'm just going to be tell you the honest truth. Maybe that was my area of testing because I have family members who drink and smoke. And when I used to go to family gatherings, they did it all around me, even knowing that I was an ordained Christian minister. Now, before I became ordained, I still didn't do it. But when I became ordained, it's almost as if they wanted to tear me down. I didn't. It's not my thing. They didn't understand that, but I understood what they were doing. They would go to my mom's house, and they would have all kinds of parties. They were always drinking and smoking and carrying on. And when they left, they were on the arm of some guy or some girl, and everybody just acted however they wanted to act. They made fun of me and my Christian lifestyle. But I kept my faith and my eyes glued to what I felt was true, that if I'm going to tell people how to do it, then I'd better live it out. Because if you don't, then you're a hypocrite. And if you don't, you are lying. And if you don't, you're not being transparent. And it seems to me that in today's world, it is probably too much to ask people to be transparent. Nothing is wrong with you as a Christian leader, you're male or female, and you engage with someone. And you are dating someone with the intention that this is going to be permanent. You're going to marry them because that's what we are required to do, right? Nothing is wrong with that. We have to get to know one another. We have to, in today's world, you don't just jump into something. Nothing is wrong with that. But if you're running from pillar to post, you're wrong. And one day, somebody is going to post a cell phone video of you to your own social media pages showing how much you don't live according to what you say. It's only a matter of time. I know that they do it. And they walk with people whose job it is to go pay off people or intimidate people. But one day, somebody is going to be brave enough and they're going to push the button. 
And by the time you call, catch up with it, it's going to be too late. I don't know who that was for, but that was a warning. There are people in public life as well who do the same thing. Reverend Strickland was not just a high school teacher. We send our kids to school to be educated, not for you to sexually profile them and seduce them into having sex. Someone ever did that to any of my kids. You're, you're not going to make it, dude. I'm telling you right now. God help me. We send our kids to school for them to be educated. We hand them over to adults every morning that we drop them off, expecting that they will be educated according to what the U.S. Department of Education says and the Michigan Board of Education says. The Michigan Board of Education and Conduct does not say you are supposed to have sex with my kids. I don't care how handsome my son looks. I don't care how beautiful my daughter is. That's my kid. Don't mess with her. I will mess with you. We don't send our kids to school and hand them over. We go to church and somebody's a pastor. We choose one church. You know, I used to say to a pastor, we choose you. The people who come here choose you. They're here by choice. And so we choose you. So live it out. What's so wrong with that? As soon as they take off their robes in the pulpit, they get in their cars and drive right down to the place and start soliciting. You'd be surprised what sex workers will tell you about who their customers are. You'd be surprised what sex workers and human and people who have been trafficked and people who have been trafficked from children tell you about the kinds of people they have encountered. People who take a podium, who take a pulpit and expound on how one should live. But at the same time, they're having sex with minors. At the same time, they're paying off the pool boy and watch him have sex with your wife, with their wives. They're having lap dances in their home. So some of them, they're like, I can control the environment. So they haven't, people have this, if you were to dredge the Detroit River, there are a lot of bodies down there. There are a lot of people who have just disappeared. Maybe even to Lake Erie just disappeared because what they could have exposed about someone was too much. We got we to gotta do better. We, we have to do better. It's not enough for me to, uh, first of all, I don't see my role as calling out someone's deviant behavior. I don't see it that way. I like, to, I like to make amends. I like to find out what's going on with you. I like recon- reconciling. I like to know what's going on in your mind. Can we talk about that so we can prepare a bridge? I often tell people that Christianity really is the intersection of your humanity and your divinity. There's a part of you that is human that says, Lord God, help me. And there's a part of you that says, absolutely, you can do better than this. Why can't we rise up to that part? We gave Reverend Strickland a chance. Don't you think? We gave Reverend Strick a chance. He did it in Mississippi. Then he came to Michigan and did the same thing. We would not have found out had the police not gotten involved. I'm not screaming racism. He did it to those boys. He is what he is, a sexual predator, a deviant, a child molester, and he should be tried for that. It is what it is. Don't expect that you're going to get a free pass from anybody. We all have children, and we all have sent our children in faith, in trust, and hand them over to individuals to be educated from their most vulnerable. If don't touch my children, touch not my children. 
Touch them not. You will be touched. Do not touch my children. So many young people, so many people have been hurt and damaged by spiritual leaders. It is unbelievable. So many people cannot even enunciate, cannot vocalize the damage that has been done to them in spiritual settings. You thought the Catholic Church was a fiasco? No, the Catholic Church was what? Was just the edge of it. It has been going on and on, and people have gotten away with it. I used to think when I was growing up that joining uh, the Catholic uh, order was a free pass for people who didn't want to provide for themselves. Because to me, they just seemed to live a life where somebody else paid all their bills to live, and they got away with not having any societal responsibility. They didn't have to marry anyone or have children to raise or They didn't pay their own bills. They had free transportation, free housing. That's what I thought growing up, that that's what it was all about. I didn't believe in this call to order. I never believed in that. I just felt like they took it as a free pass. And now, what I will say, the Catholic Church does more societal good. In fact, when the coronavirus came, especially here in Michigan, it was the Catholic nuns who paid the price the most because they were the ones who were They were in the midst of the work. They did the work that nobody else in the society, they touched the people whom nobody else wants to touch. They were the ones, them and the priests, they're trying to make amends. Them and the priests did all the work in the community that nobody else would touch. They gave their lives for that. They kind of lived it out. There is racism everywhere. Yes, that is a truism, and they have admitted as much. But at the same time, the good that they did should also stand along with everything else. I'm wondering, what can we say about these conservative leaders, Christian leaders? They take a posture that they adhere to strict religious undertakings and strict religious attitudes and mores and values on life. That's their posture, that sex only happens within certain confines and certain structures. They take a posture that you can only engage with people of the opposite sex if you are married to them. They don't believe in same-sex relationships at all. So if that is the posture that you take, then we expect you to live it out because you're instructing us. Yet there you are having sex with minors. So now, because he paid children to have, it, to have sex with his wife, Reverend Strake, Reverend Strick is facing child sex trafficking charges. That's human trafficking, dude. Because you solicited humans and paid them for a service, coerced them. Because guess what? Minors cannot do what? Consent to sex. They don't have the emotional capacity. That's what the law says. You know what I found? The law is right. You know how you know? Because someone at 15 or 16 who has sex with, a, with an adult, when they turn 25 and 30, they realize they could not have consented to that. They regret it. Why? They don't regret it. They realize somebody took advantage of them. People don't have enough emotional intelligence at 15 or 16 to have sex, to consent to having sex with a, an adult. I feel bad. I really feel bad about it. It makes me feel really, really bad because it's so damaging. You have no idea. I was sexually violated when I was six years old 
by a man who was an upstanding member of the community. He was a family member. My mother had placed me in their care. They took advantage of her goodwill, and that man violated me sexually. He was on the deacon board. He sang in the choir. He was a pillar of the community and a pillar of the church. He went to choir practice, y'all. He attended deacon board meetings. He determined who was a member and who was not. He was the pastor's right-hand man, part of his armor-bearing staff. But he was having sex with a six-year-old. That six-year-old was me. He damaged me. 